0: Welcome back to Convergence, a local podcast. I'm Daniel Suddeth with the Glasgow Daily Times, joined as always by Mr. Brennan Crane from WCLU. Brennan, how you doing this fine afternoon?
1: I am well.
0: How are you? You know, I feel like I haven't seen you in a month of Sundays, and though we're only this one week on the podcast, yeah, a,
1: a week is a really long time in the news world. I think you know a lot of things are happening.
0: You know, I miss these headsets, and I'm, I'm glad to come back in here and, and get mine on because it's uh, it's been it's been lonely without it. But enough of that, Brennan. Enough of that. <laughs> Let's get to what the people want to hear. We got a special guest in the studio with us today. Mr. James Moore from the Kentucky Career Center is joining us. And, you know, obviously always important to hear about what's going on employment-wise and some opportunities to get jobs and that sort of thing. But also, as we know, Brennan, big issue going on right now with LSE announcing their uh, pending closure. Lots of citizens in our community looking for jobs. So it should be an interesting topic for today.
1: Absolutely. A lot going on in the community, a lot. Um, going on, like you said, with in, in pertaining to uh, jobs, especially, and uh, how we're going to uh, maybe pull ourselves out of this uh, major job loss for the community. So we'll look forward to hearing that today on Convergence. Mm-hmm. Okay, James, so we're back here. We're going to talk about uh, some things going on today that are really important, I think. So first, we really want to open this up to you. Tell us a little bit about who you are and your involvement in uh, the Kentucky Career Center.
2: Well, James Moore, of course, like you said, I work at the Kentucky Career Center here in Glasgow. Uh, I'm an employee of the South Central Kentucky Workforce Development Board. Um, as you all know, um, that is a board that handles 10 counties here uh, in South Central Kentucky. And our, motive, or our goal is to uh, make sure that we... Uh, help people that want to get back to work. You know, we take care of the WIOA stuff through the Kentucky Career Center uh, through a contract with career team, which is in charge of WIOA for those 10 counties. Um, And what we do is we give people opportunities to be able to go back to work, to help them to be able to get training that they need to go back to work, to be able to help with the economy in our communities um, in these counties, um, and also give them opportunities to be able to find jobs and, of course, we work with employers is what I do as business service professional, and then i 'm also director of apprenticeships. So, what I do is I work with the employers and the elected officials in the counties to find those opportunities for the individuals that want jobs to be able to to be able to go to work so that 's kind of an over uh, view of what i actually do uh, there's also a lot of other things engulfed in that but that's the biggest thing and work closely with workforce development and economic development together because they'll go hand in hand if sure. we don't have the workforce in our communities then it's hard for a, a company that wants to come to an area
1: absolutely and so you know the big thing right now of course across the community everyone understands that um, lsc communications has announced uh, that they will be closing the right. glasgow facility um, so What have you seen so far? Have you seen an uptick in people using the Career Center? Well,
2: with LSC, of course, this is fresh. You know, a week ago Monday is when, or a week ago Tuesday, excuse me, Um, they filed their warrant notice and everything, which goes through the state, and then, of course, the state notifies us, and rapid response begins. Uh, A lot of people don't understand what that process is, but basically what it is, like the Department of Labor, um, the will participants, uh, or actually the contract holder of which is career team and then myself as point of contact on rapid response, we go into these facilities and we talk to these individuals and let them know the opportunities that are out there for them after you know, the the plant actually closes or whatever facility is. doesn't necessarily be a plant. But, you know, there's there's dates out there that they're going to be able to be released. Um, LSE is doing a good job with their employees, uh, getting the information to them. And, of course, uh, the last two days, Wednesday and Thursday of this week, I've been set up out there and answering questions, giving them uh, opportunities to ask us questions. The thing about uh, LSE is so unique is there's a lot of people out there spending anywhere from 15 to 40 years. You know, one of the things uh, the first day out there that, that really hit my heart hard was there was uh, some people that were talking to me, um, some females, and they've been working with the same people for that many years. They were like, I graduated high school, 18 years old, I started here. When it was R.R. Donnelly's back in those days. But, you know, that their thing was, what am I going to do every day now? I don't have – it wasn't necessarily the job factor because they've been there long enough to have a good pension and things of that nature, but it's the fact that that lady that they've been working with is closer than a sister. They've spent more time with those people, and they're more family than sometimes the families that they have because they spend so many hours a day with them. So that was a little heart-wrenching, you know, talking to some of those about that kind of stuff. But as far as, you know, things and opportunities that we can help them with at Career Center – you know, we can do four- to six-week certification programs to help them if they want to go into some other fields. Uh, there's also uh, some of our other partners that offers uh, opportunities for them to be able to to go get an associate's degree. We have um, job fairs. Uh, we had one yesterday, and I, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But one of the things that we're doing for LSC directly is um, we will actually go into LSE Probably two or three more times between now and the release date. And tentatively, it's its first couple of weeks of March is when it is. Uh, I hate to say the exact date without complete knowledge because it could change between now and then. But what we'll do is, uh, first week of March, I've scheduled uh, with the uh, HR out there, we'll take several employers out there and we'll have Job Fair in house just for those LSC employees. Now, let me tell you, the manufacturing. All types of different employers have already reached out to me and are like, we want these employees. We want in there. Please call us when you're ready to go in for these type of job fairs because we want to be getting these employees because they've been there in those positions for a long period of time. So they know that they're going to show up for work, that they're going to be there, and that they don't miss a lot of days. And they do good work because they already have gotten the experience in some of those. And so and the knowledge that these people have – you know, over the years of of working in these type of environments, I mean, it's things that you can't get from going to school.
0: Talk about you talk about employers looking for you know people to fill positions in this area. Are there specific sectors, specific jobs, industries you notice they're really in need of you know skilled employees that maybe are really looking out to you for for help and guiding some people their way?
2: Well, you know, there's five sectors that we really work with um, that we really. Actually, Target, I would say, that are the ones that have the most jobs available. Of course, healthcare is one of the largest ones. You are always looking for CNAs, LPNs, RNs, APRNs. You know, those programs right there. I could get you a CNA job today and that's 14 almost 14 bucks anywhere between 13 and 14 depending on what facility. But you know the great thing even if you do start out as a CNA, you know 13 and 14 may not sound like a lot of money, but if you're you're a young person you start that, the great thing like I said about CNA is the training you can do. You can stack on top of that. You be a CNA for a little while, you're gaining compassion, you're gaining experience working with patients and then you go into your LPN and you can still work cuz a lot of those facilities that you work in Will help you by paying for some of your school and there's other ways to, to get scholarships and things so they'll help you if you're good employees to get, obtain that goal and so forth you know get your lpn you get more knowledge or even your cma and, and one of the biggest things they look for right now is cmas with the uh, certification to, to give nar- narcotics um, so i mean there's stackable certifications out there and look you don't have to go to school for three four five six eight years to get some of these starting points some of these are four six six month certification programs you know so you can actually go to work you know in just a few months after graduating high school or if you're taking that course in high school you can do that or if you've been out in the the work industry and and you feel like that that's something you'd rather go into there's opportunities there and i don't just talk about the healthcare sector but there's manufacturing is another sector there's there's huge demand for that Um, i know a lot of people want to stay right in glasgow and baron county and sometimes we've got to think more regionally than we actually have to do just right here in this area you know it takes about 22 25 minutes now to get to the trans part you know and there's a lot of uh, manufacturing companies and industry in there that are looking for great employees so we have those great employees and a lot of people are like we don't want them going down there are spending their money but think about this if you have an employee that is working in the trans park and they live here in baron county you don't want them i mean you don't want them but so go there to work, but think about it. Their taxes are still spent here because they have property that they own. They can purchase homes here cheaper than they can in Bowling Green. They can uh, buy their groceries. They still do all those things, the salons, all that stuff, still is here in this community, so they're bringing that back. And all these, this isn't just me saying this, the Kentucky stats, you can look all this up on the website, and anybody can find this stuff. And it's, I think it's KentuckyStats.com, which you can find that on. And it will tell you this, if you go into it and really start digging, you can see, like, there's people that live in Butler County that go to Monroe County to work. I mean, it's just like more of a regional thing. And sometimes, especially as hard as it is now to get new companies to come to areas, you know, the biggest thing is, is expansions. That's where you're seeing your growth, not in necessarily a new company coming from, you know, somebody from Ohio that's going to come here and build a new facility. Most of everything you're seeing is expansions, and you all can see that, and you've seen it in the news and and everything that you all deal with every day in the last few years. To get an actual company to come to the state of Kentucky is a huge process, and you can find all this information out as well on those type of websites.
0: My follow-up question with that, and I feel like you kind of addressed it, is that basically, so we're saying, Dealing with LSC closure, there's not that many jobs that are going to be available in Barron County, so we're going to have to think outside of just filling that at a local basis.
2: Well, there are jobs in Barron County. There's a lot of jobs in Barron County. Um, Some of those people have been working at those facilities for several years. And, of course, when you start out a facility – you don't necessarily start out with a large pay scale, but there's opportunities. The thing of it is, if somebody goes into a job, they've got to think, you know, I'm starting a new job, so I've got to do my, pay my dues, so to speak to get to where I need to be because they didn't start out when they were 18 years old at the top like they are now at that salary or that hourly wage. So you've got to be understanding that you're going to start at a point and you've got to stick those out. And I think a lot of times we find out that some of the individuals that go to work think that they should be getting a large salary to start with. But a lot of these individuals I've been talking to, of course, their biggest concern is health care. You know, their their health benefits. And those are things that will be discussed with them uh, at a later date. There are opportunities for that. But there are jobs out there for them uh, to be able to get in this area. Now, they may have to go to school and and do something different, Um, like CDLs. We offer a CDL program. That's a four-week program. Okay? We have that. um, we, We can fund that for them. They come in the Kentucky Career Center, we talk to career advisors, we get everything done. But as, as a dislocated worker, we have funding for them to go to CDL school. They can be home every single night. Um, yesterday at the career fair, um, we had Coca-Cola there. They want people to to deliver the Cokes. They can drive uh, Class B, Class A. You can make good money. Average fifty fifty five thousand dollars $55,000 a year is what the average CDL driver makes. We're looking at doing apprenticeship programs. I had several that I've talked to this week because in these discussions, you know, I ask them what do they think about doing what would you like to do, because some of them aren't to the point of where they can go ahead and draw a pension and things of that nature, and they've got a few more years that they want to go ahead and still work before they start their pension. So there's uh, apprenticeship programs that's going to be available to them, which Kentucky, the state of Kentucky is pushing apprenticeships a lot uh, and have been for the last few years, but we're really gearing up for it now. Um, In the construction sector, there's a lot of that – because you think about it um, we all have to have a plumber come to our home sometime or we may have a, a stove or you know an outlet at the stove it doesn't work so we need somebody in electrical because i'm not touching it i'll get <laughs> fried if i touch it i'm fried i well, just tell you right now let me but, add
1: that i have a funny story to tell you okay. the
0: moment. Right away, let me touch the microphone, right
2: but you know you you think about that the average age uh the lower side of the electrician and plumber is like 55 years old you know and you, get your, you can go through an apprenticeship program with these guys that are at that age, at a younger age, or even the ones that are, are leaving LSC. I still want to call it Donnelly's because all my life that's what sure, it's been called. Sure, sure. But if you're leaving LSC and you want to learn an electrical apprenticeship, you can work, make money doing that, and they're teaching you this trade, and you can make really good money with it. So there's a lot of opportunities out there for this. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's sad that it's happening. But there are opportunities for these people to be able to go back to work, um, and still be a huge contribution to this community.
1: Absolutely, and interestingly enough, I think you're you know you're talking a lot about people who maybe have known nothing different than working somewhere like Donley's or right. LSC um, for maybe even 40 years, you know, that's a, that's a career. Huh? Yeah. So how, you know, on on your end, how do you go about navigating and, and reassuring people that there are, no, there's another opportunity for them?
2: Well, just like us being there for one, you know, that, that gives them knowledge that, we as a community, the individuals that work with me and the, the board and everything, and as well as the other uh, departments that were were there, um, like adult education were there. Uh, they had opportunities for different types of scholarship programs and stuff as well. And just letting them know that these things are out there. I'll be honest with you, some of them didn't know that these type of things would be available to them. And just gaining that knowledge, and a lot of the ones I've talked to, as you can tell, I like to talk a lot because I pretty much not let you two talk at all That's this okay. thing. but you know you, you, if you just they just don't know what they don't know yet, and by giving all this information to them and inviting them to come see us at the career center because we have career advisors there that will help them through all these processes, and if they want to go back to school. They come down there and talk to us about those certifications, you know, the four, six weeks, CDL, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. We're going to help them do that. And if we can't help them, we have a gamut of partners in this community as well as this whole 10-county region that have opportunities to be able to help them other than just here at the Career Center and the Career Team through the WIOA funds and things of that nature.
0: I'm interested. Uh, Obviously, there's lots of different cogs that go into the machine of economic development, employment, right? How well do you feel Barron County's, you know, obviously we've had some changes in our economic authority over the past couple of years, but how well do you feel from a government standpoint, economic authority, chamber, uh, obviously the career center, how well do you feel all the different parts kind of work together in Barron County for finding employment? Because obviously you can't have economic development without jobs. That's the (laughs) basic, you know, bottom line of everything.
2: Well, I think it's starting to really come together. Now I think that uh, the decision with Maureen carpenter being our new uh, uh director of economic development is a huge huge asset for us i I've met with her a few times uh, I think she's going to be tremendous for our community uh she's already hit the ground running wide open um, unfortunately this happened you know in a short period of time of her being here um, but she has we've had meetings about this we we come up with some plans beforehand before we went in there uh she is very on top of this I think with her at that Helm of that uh, organization, and then you know, putting the chamber and everybody else together, and with us all working together, instead of being you know divisive, I think that we're going to be able to accomplish a lot of things. And I know a lot of people, um, it doesn't look like necessarily everything's working together, but sometimes those needles are slow to move just because of the processes behind the scene that are going on. And, and I'm telling you, we are working together to get things done. It's just, it's not like it used to be back in the 60s when, or 70s when it was just straight manufacturing. I mean, LSC is closing because of the fact that it's a digital age now. Mm-hmm. They printed magazines. You know, it's not the fault of the employees. It's not the fault of anything other than technology. And, and that's what it is. We get instant gratification on our phones now. Everybody you know has got a phone in their hand. Nobody wants to wait 30 days to see a Sports Illustrated anymore. Sure. You get it right on your phone. And, and I think it, and that's a sad situation, but that's the nature of the, of the today's technology.
1: Sure. And, you know, something else interesting, too, uh, with all of this, you know, you were talking about you talk a lot, which I think is good because it, it shows that you're interested. My wife
2: tells me all the time I talk too much. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> well, it I shows that burning the whole time, so right? It shows that you obviously, I think, know what you're talking about, which is good for one. But two, um, it's dangerous when Daniel and I get to talking. So uh, anyway, but I
2: uh, my time. well, I, I'm passionate about this community. I love good this job. community, and I want it to grow. And I want everybody to understand that there are opportunities out there, and. The Career Center, I know some people, even in talking to these individuals at LSC, think the Career Center here in Glasgow is still non-existent. Everybody used to know this old unemployment office. Well, of course, a few years ago, the state took the unemployment office away, and now it's all by, well, it was by phone and computer, but now it's not even phone, it's straight computer. And we still have a resource room there at our Kentucky Career Center for them to come in and file unemployment and do those things we offer so much more there than just that if somebody comes in and they need help building a resume we do that we have classes Uh, to do those things we have classes for interview processes to help you with that there are so many things here at glasgow kentucky career center that can be done for you and can help you do you know and like i said there's there's more than just one partner in there no career team's not the only individual in there we have goodwill that's inside as well we have ovr voc rehab that can help with a lot of things as well you just got to come see us you know, that's the thing, and that's at 445 North Green Street here in Glasgow. Uh, yep. Like I said, everybody knows it's the old unemployment office. Mm-hmm. And talking to the ones at LSE, they're like, well, we didn't realize it was still open. So, right. I mean, that's why I'm getting the address. I want everybody to know that this is still open. And, and I've been trying to put that out there on social media a lot. But the people that we have working there are passionate about their job, and they want to help you. All you got to do come see us. And like I said, we have training opportunities in-house there just to help you with those basic needs that sometimes, you know, a lot of people used to think the larger your resume was, the better it was. That's not the case anymore. Time is a thing that, you know, when you've got an HR person looking at a resume, they want that one page, they want those keywords. They're going to keep that one. Now, if you've got four or five pages, it's gone. It's They've already moved on from that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's talk hypothetical situation, and then um, I want to ask you about uh the career connection everything you guys do there and different opportunities may be coming up for people but let's just say a person gets like say uh, my publisher comes in tomorrow and says daniel said you've written one column too many you're out of here and i need to find a new job i need to go see mr moore and the fine friendly staff start my journey to find a new job what do i need to bring what do i need do i need to call ahead of time to set up appointments What do I need to do to get the ball rolling with your staff so I can start getting a job as soon as
2: possible or maybe take advantage of one of those training opportunities you're talking about? Well, first I call out and tell him he's crazy for getting rid of you, Daniel. (laughs) 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 But seriously, that's a good question. It really is. Um, Of course, you can call and get an appointment. And, of course, you can walk in the front door. Um, One of the things – you know, you're going to get an initial meet and talk to a career advisor we have there, and it may be even me, me that you get to talk to or something. Um, of course, I'm not as smart as they are. They're very versed in everything, and they know all the ins and outs about the programs and things. But we're there to help you. One of the things you want to do is bring, if you have a resume, if you don't, that's fine too. Bring that with you. Bring ideas of what you want to do. I know a lot of times if that what situation happen to you, first thing is panic. Just like the situation with LSC. Like I said earlier, what you don't know is you just don't know and the biggest question we had was about unemployment with severance and pension and things like that now i was talking about filing for unemployment there now we don't have an actual person anymore that works there as an employment official Um, there's computer systems there that you can get on and find that information out so more likely that's the first thing you're going to want to talk about is your unemployment how you get that because then you get your your uh, unemployment insurance start funding back. But we also can give you those certification programs, talk to you about that, and hopefully you got a little bit of an idea of what, what you might want to do in the future, um, short future at that. The other thing that we have, um, if situation that you've lost your job, we do have temp agency in there a couple times during the week. So it's kind of like a one-stop, and that's our goal is to have it like a one-stop. So, like, if we're not able to help you through WIOA or other training opportunities, then maybe the, the other agencies that are in there can, such as a temporary agency. Because a lot of times people come in, they need something right then and there. They want a career. There's a difference between a career and a job, obviously. Sure. But they have to have a job because of necessity. And that's available there as well. And, of course, that you can call down there and we can give you the times and who's there and such. But first thing we do is we talk to you about um, – what you're thinking about? We go through the programs that are available to you, um, the best fit. Hopefully, we're we're learning a little bit about you and what something that we have that could could help you to get back to work and something that you may never even thought that you were going to do, but is available. Like I was talking about CDLs. That's the the biggest. I said healthcare, but CDLs is huge as well. You can anything that you look at on the internet, your Facebook. We need CDL drivers. CDL drivers. I'm not talking about over the road. I'm talking about just local as well. That's a huge business right now, and, and there's huge opportunities in that job field. But if you can bring your information, such as a resume, not, we'll help you build one right there. And our uh, CDO lady that we have, she's there on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, uh, Amy Saddles, she's amazing. She really is. She's been uh, doing CDL now for a little while, and she helps these guys. And you all might have seen some stories on her, but she does a really, really good job with CDL program, as well as the other career advisors we have. They do great jobs with what they do there. But um, we'll be glad for you to come in. We'd love, we want you to come in so that you can learn all these things, and we are there for you.
0: I would, you know, great conversation. I didn't think we touched on most of the topics we wanted to talk about, but I would just like to ask you, Take some time and just, you know, obviously you talked about the panic. A lot of employees are losing, set to lose their jobs, and some of them are probably panic. Obviously you've already been out there on site and talked to them, hopefully reassured them some. But maybe just talk about 30 seconds if, for any employee listens. What kind of message would you pass on to them? And also what phone numbers can they reach you at, you know, if they want to come out to the center and, and discuss the right.
2: future? Right. Just 30 seconds, you know, I'm right. taken they, a lot. Take as long as okay. You uh, cause I do want to talk about that career fair we had Absolutely. yesterday before Absolutely. we did get done. But, uh, if there's, hopefully we've kind of derailed that, that panic if there was any. I think more of the community was more panicked than just necessarily all the employees out there. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> it's apparent. Right. And, and, and understandably so. Right. Like I said, sometimes we don't always see what's going on in the background. And, and sometimes that's unfortunate, but it's a necessity as well to get things done. Um, you know 651 is our, our phone number there and they like said we're open monday through friday other than a holiday um eight to four thirty. and you can walk in and set up an appointment or you can walk in and see somebody or you can call there and set up an appointment you know there's all kinds of different ways to get in touch with us there come excuse me come see us whatever however you want to do it and we do take appointments of course
0: talk about I, and i'm sorry for overlooking it cause <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's one of the okay. first things i asked you about when I'm, we asked you about coming on the show. You all have had seems like tremendous success with these career fairs. Talk about the process. Maybe some of them that might be coming up.
2: Well, just like I was talking about, a lot of people didn't at LSE didn't realize we still had a uh, career center here. And um, I took over this position September of 2019, and within one week I had to create a job fair. So um, I was kind of new at it then. So I just basically called a few employers said, "Look, we got to do this." So that first one we had 27 participants come through and um, try to get a job so after that happened i was like this either somebody doesn't uh, know about this there's something that's a barrier that they just don't understand what's going on here so one of my goals was to at least double that or try to double that for the next one so i started doing um everybody calls me used car salesman sometime Mm -hmm. when i'm on facebook trying because i use my hands a lot as y'all can see in Mm -hmm. here i'm using my hands a lot to talk but i just want everybody to understand that it's there these job fairs, people are hiring on the spot, okay? And it may just be entry-level positions, but if you stay, there, there's some opportunities to get up to $17, 18 $20 an hour, but you've got to pay your dues, like I said, to get in that door and start. And so the next one, I had just a few more employers. Uh, 47 came that day. I thought, well, this is a big crowd, and it was a big crowd. And we had 38 people get jobs that day. So, and then I followed up with everybody, in 33, two weeks later, still had jobs, which I felt like was a great success. Now, we we also do these in Bowling Green, so um, there's a gentleman in Bowling Green and handles them down there, and I was like, okay, we're going to do a competition. And he had his, uh, last week or week before last, and he got 106 in there. Now, not all 106, he got to get seen by all the employers. right? But after I've been out with employers in the communities, Bowling Green and Glasgow and, and other uh communities here. I didn't even have to go after an employer. That was the great thing. These employers came to me and said, "Look, we want to be there for your next job fair. You're you got people coming through. We want to be there." So, we had 14 employers there yesterday. I was looking for corners and places to put these employers alone. I had to put one in the kitchen. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I had to put him in our break room to do that. And uh we had 137 people come through there really? yesterday. And there are opportunities out there. Now I only got to talk to one employer yesterday to find out because I didn't get out of there to like, 530. And this okay. start, started at 1.30 to 3.30, but people started coming at 12. Mm-hmm. Okay? And everybody got seen that was there. And one employer hired 26 people yesterday. That's impressive. Now, people are going to say, well, a lot of that was LSC. We had about 22 people come through LSC just to – Start the process, because they can't leave until March anyway. They don't want to leave to March because they've been working so many years. They want to make sure they get their severance. Absolutely. We don't want a mass exodus either. So they're not going to be leaving there for a while. So it wasn't it was an L S. C. thing. But I think by getting out in the community that there's, we're still open there and that we're serving the people of our communities, people are starting to come there. And you're getting good jobs there. They may be entry-level positions, but you're getting good jobs. Like Coca-Cola was there yesterday, Magna, George Pacific. Just the name of you, Alliance Corporation was there. Just the name of the few uh, our partners employer-wise was there, and they were hiring people on the spot. That's construction. There was healthcare field there, um, manufacturing, business IT was there, matrix distribution. They were looking for salespeople. He hired two yesterday just in sales. There's 28, and I didn't even think about matrix. Uh, he told me that this morning. So I'll be doing follow-ups with all these employers. Mm-hmm. Of course, I need it to yesterday because there so many and so many uh, people come through to see exactly how many Dig It jobs. So, I mean, that right there is about 20% alone. But, you know, I look at it like this as well. If one person got a job, we changed somebody's life yes. right mm-hmm. then. You know, I want every one of those 137 that want a job to, to help them. But our ultimate goal at the Kentucky Career Center, at the Workforce Board, and all we do and our partners as well is to be able to change somebody's life, to help them to better themselves, to help them to better their families. And, of course, we want that as well for our communities because it helps our communities as well. So that's what we're looking to do, and that's what we do. There's all kinds of stories that we could have uh, of successes for participants, and and it's nothing that we've done other than be there for them. It's not that we're – Glorious or anything, it can make miracles happen. It's just the fact that once you know that we're there, we're passionate about helping people and we want them to be successful.
1: So, just remind us again about uh, where people can find you and how they can contact you or, I mean, anyone at the Career Center for that matter.
2: Well, we're at 445 North Green Street, like I mentioned earlier, and that's Mm -hmm. here in Glasgow. as most people know where Garcia is, we're behind that, or you can say the old unemployment office. That's where we're at. Right. Um, and we're there Monday through Friday, 8 to four thirty, unless it's holiday. And it's 270-651-2121. And, like I said, you can come in and see us. Another thing I didn't mention, um, like the, the bus here in Glasgow, that's a barrier sometimes people can't find a way For to sure. get there. Transportation. Thank you. And it comes right down Cherry Street. So if you can catch it at a bus stop somewhere – and I talked to Mayor Armstrong about this. He said, absolutely. If they will tell the driver, hey, if you don't care, turn down green there and just drop me off at the Career Center. They will do that for you. They will drop you off there. Um, we've got a parking lot he can circle around, and they're willing to do that. So just ask. So don't let that be a barrier for you. If you can get to a bus stop, sure. you can get there.
0: Lots of, uh, you know, unfortunate news we've heard over the past two weeks about unemployment and employment and those sort of numbers. But I think today we've – Heard some positive news that there is, you know, a light at the end of the tunnel for so many who are facing major life-changing choices and decisions as the months come on. So we're thankful for James for coming on to Convergence today to discuss that. If you're looking for a job, please reach out to them, contact them, start the process. Kentucky's blessed to have a great, you know, service for the, those who are unemployed and looking for jobs. A lot of resources there, obviously, with the training that we've heard about. So some great, great news on that front, really?
1: Absolutely. I I think the same. And I was going to tell you, too, James, uh, you know, with electricians, you said, or plumbers. So we certainly need those people. And like you said, you're not going to touch the uh, electrical problem and neither will I. Because uh, (laughs) that's right. What I was going to mention was uh, a few weeks ago, I came in here and uh, uh, well about electrocuted myself on the sound equipment as we were prepping to do the podcast. So uh, Daniel can obviously attest to that. But (laughs) nonetheless, like Daniel said, I'm so thankful that, of course, we have people as dedicated as you all um, they're at the Career Center to help people uh, and maybe, you know, they have lost their way and, and don't know where they're going because it can be overwhelming. It, I mean, I absolutely would expect, can be it's nothing short of overwhelming um, when you lose your job and, and, you know, you're trying to think, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to recover from this? But like you said, I think there's there's plenty of jobs here in in this area. Uh, However, uh, it's not an easy statement. Just it, it could be easy just to sit here and say, yeah, there's another job. Go and take that one. That It's not that easy. But at the same time, right. we we at least know that there are jobs. There's opportunities, that, absolutely. Yes, there's opportunities that will obviously um, allow you some more success. So we thank you for uh, sharing this information today, of course. Well, I appreciate and, you all having me on here. Absolutely. And, Daniel, do you have anything else?
0: Yeah, I'd just like to add I, a little uh notification from the daily times we've decided uh now through march for LSE employees if you can bring us some sort of proof of your employment there we'll give you a three-month free digital subscription the point being behind that that gives you access to our classified pages the help wanted ads uh obviously you'll get access to news articles as well maybe hopefully we'll get some good news you know maybe a new new company opening or something like that and you could read about some job openings but in the interim you'll at least be able to Look through, uh, you know, the Help Wanted ads and classified ads. So to do that, just give us a call, 270-678-5171, or stop by and see us at 100 uh, Commerce Drive in Glasgow. And like I said, just a proof of employment, and we'll get you signed up and hopefully help help you on your way there.
1: Absolutely. That sounds like a wonderful idea, and, you know, kudos to The Daily Times for doing that. And, again, thank you, James, for joining us today.
2: Thank you all for having me.
1: Great conversation today with James from the Kentucky Career Center. Um, you know, going into this, obviously, we're thinking each week, uh, like we've always said, what what's mattering, um, if that's the way to put it. What matters, I guess, is the better way to say that. What matters to the community? What matters uh, to the citizenship and uh, to our listeners? And I think uh, regardless of whether you work at LSC or, you know, The the hospital, I think, is always important to realize of the resources that we have available in our community.
0: Absolutely, and James did a good point, made several good points about bringing up, you know, kind of what they do and what they're about and how they can help, you know, those looking for a job. Those who have been, unfortunately, laid off and are in the process of losing a job, which is a huge issue for us. And I also like it from – we try to look at the bigger perspective on this show. Whenever there's an announcement of a job, you know, being lost or a business closing – we see the comments, you know, why can't we open this factory? Why can't we get this business here? Job creation, economic development, it's so many different elements of that. There's not one magic bullet that you can use that's going to solve all that. It starts with unemployment services, helping people, as James does, who need to find employment. It's, you know, economic Development is also attracting new businesses. It's also taking care of existing industries. It's government. It's private sector. It's residents. It's our attitudes. It's so many different things, and this was one part of that. And obviously, it's addressing an immediate need, too, with those in our community. Unfortunately, are going to be looking for a job here pretty soon due to the closure.
1: Absolutely. And, two, I think, you know, he made some comments about the new economic development, uh, you know, the director of the economic authority and such. Uh, you know, those things, I think we always – point fingers at our political leaders first, which, you know, sometimes they can have a direct impact. But like James said, I think this is just the luck of the draw with LSC. And, and, you know, we could look at this from a print perspective and such, you know, maybe that's why. But also, I mean, of course, in the company lingo, they're they're saying that they're doing this as an optimization to better uh, finance themselves, which makes sense. But again, it's just like, uh, you know, the military, you you obviously have to... uh, You know, you could perform an operation well with several, uh, soldiers, but you've got to think about the lives that you're putting at risk. Same thing here. You know, you can cut X amount of jobs, but you're also cutting people's source of income, their way of life, their family, um, sustainability and such. So, uh, I think that's a good point, though, that James made, or several points about the, uh, the opportunities that people could, you know, get involved in if they do lose their job or if, you know, even if they don't have a job to begin with and they're looking for an opportunity. Um, and that's impressive, too, that they're able to give you some sort of training in some cases and, and such like that. So I, I couldn't be happier with the way James explained things because I think it was it's really important. It's really pressing right now. And hopefully in the next uh, several weeks, we'll hopefully see people uh, getting new jobs. And, and, you know, maintaining their ways of life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Pretty heavy topic today, Brennan, one that affects everyone. And I, hopefully everyone realizes that, you know, if you don't, you're going to realize at some point in your life that jobs are, it, it is, this kind of thing could happen to any of us. You know, it doesn't matter how well we think a business is doing or not doing, you know, our jobs often come into jeopardy, even in public sector. Last summer, we had to deal with, you know, a lot of teachers thinking, worried about their futures with, you know, from the government standpoint. You look at this an issue touching the private sector with people who had careers at LSE for 40 years all over the place. This could happen to any of us. So we all need it as a community to, to look at ways to help those who are, who are looking for jobs, but real serious topic today, Brennan. So I'm glad we were able to, to tackle it. I think maybe we should talk about the new Taylor Swift album next week. Though. What do you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I will have to listen to it first, but
0: yeah, right. I heard you listen to it on the way in. <sighs> Sorry, did I say that? I thought the mic was off. Sorry,
1: you didn't tell me to turn it off. But but (laughs) anyway, uh, maybe people, you know, will spend uh, the next three months getting their Daily Times subscription for free. There you go. Which is a a really good thing I think you all are doing. But nonetheless, uh, you know, we're always encouraging you to send us topic ideas. Uh, Never be afraid to do that. Uh, You know, this is just the local podcast. So local, local, local. Quote to air but, quotes. But let me just say local and let that sink in for five seconds. Want ready? Local.
0: Okay. That was pretty good.
1: I, I don't know that it was full five seconds, but regardless, uh, you can reach me here at WCLU at 270 or my email, Bren, B R E N N dot crane at gmail.com. And for you, Daniel.
0: You drop me a line on my email. D-S-U-D-D-E-A-T-H at com or give me a call, 270-678-5171.
1: Excellent. And, you know, I'm going to keep on prank calling. I feel bad for the staff of the Daily Times because, you know, in order to get to you, in order to get to you... There's lots of layers. There's lots of layers. Like, you call WCLU, you might get me. There's no... There's no hierarchy here. The Daily Times, you always are going to get someone, and you have to ask for Daniel Sutton. You know? Multiple times. He, exactly. I mean, I've called in like before. haven't seen him in a week. It's like, sorry, we, we're getting a ping back on the, you know, you've been on hold for 20 minutes now. It's you like, can always
0: yeah. reach me on my MySpace account, Brennan. You know? I
1: keep forgetting. I, I've been meaning to reactivate mine, but, you know, I can't bring myself to it. But nonetheless, thanks for joining us today on Convergence, and we look forward to, uh, you know, Doing more episodes in the future because we certainly have a lot to talk about and a lot to say and a lot to do. But we'll see you again on Convergence, local podcast.